Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Welcome to On The Pace on this Friday morning. Happy New Year to all tuning in. Hopefully you were able to celebrate last night with some great harness racing action, which was certainly the case across so many different venues. Closer to home last night, we had the Parks Cup run and won their Carnival of Cups evening and got a party doll. She was too strong in that event, backing up her Red Oak Mares Classic Group 3 feature from a couple of weeks ago. And she was able to rate 155 and 9 parking out over the short trip there at Parks and she got just within or just a little outside of half a second outside of uh, our Uncle Sam's track record. So to do that, parked outside the leader, it just shows how well she's going, got a party doll and she's in a super rich vein of form across in New Zealand. Of course, it was Auckland Cup night and the feature of the evening went the way of the All-Stars with Amazing Dream. They, in fact, quenelled the Auckland Cup with Spankham running second, but the mayor was able to overhaul the boys and in what was a lovely, I guess, synergy and swan song for the All-Stars operation with them ceasing to exist in their current format as of today. Natalie Rasmussen and Mark Purden taking a little bit of a step away from the training and driving scene, but that was certainly one way to go out and we'll keep an eye on when they pop up again soon. Of course, Mark will be travelling across here to Australia with a team uh, over the next few months, including potentially amazing dream for the Ladyship Mile, you would assume here in New South Wales. The National Trot went the way of Sunday's son. He was brilliant once again. The listed harness million for the three-year-old Colts and Geldings went to Aladdin again for the All-Stars, but during the week was purchased in Australian interest, so we'll now see him across here in Australia for the remainder of his racing career. So a handy little buy there for connections. And the three-year-old Philly-sized stakes went the way of Enjoy Me. Ben Butcher and also Stonewall stud grabbing their first Group 1 victories as a partnership. So that was an exciting event all the same and a rough result there for the three-year-old fillies. But all eyes were on Vic Braid Super Series night from Tabcourt Park Milton. 12 Group 1 races. It was a superb night of harness racing. But for mine and for many, the clear highlight was the performance of Lochinvarart. He won his four-year-old Entise and Geldings division by 30 metres, which is a remarkable distance to win any race by especially a group one with the earplug still in. And the lucky owner of Lock and Varad is Kevin Gordon, and he's joining us for On The Pace this morning. Thanks for your time today, Kevin. I'm sure it's been an exciting 24 hours or so, and I know that you're in transit on your way back here to New South Wales, but congratulations last night. What a super animal he is. Yeah, morning, Brittany, and happy new year too. Yeah, look, it, it, was, uh, it was a dream come true, though, in this horse. And matter of fact, I'm sitting here... Uh, uh, next to the dog of the tucker box to come the guy while I'm speaking with you. Oh, well, I'm sure that the uh, the trip home has been made much, much easier with a performance like that last night. I know that, uh, and we all know how good Locke and Varad is, but for him to demolish a quality field like that in that manner, you just must shake your head because each and every start, he seems to do something that we weren't expecting. Yeah, look, David says the same thing. I mean, as a two-year-old, he was a nice, handy two-year-old and went well and performed against the best and was probably just a little short of them in some of the races. But as a three-year-old, he stepped up and, and I think four-year-old has been his season to shine. And uh, now, as of today, we look forward to his to his uh, next three months of racing as a five-year-old, which will which will include, you know, the AG Hunter Cup, uh, Newcastle Mile, and uh, hopefully on to the Miracle Mile from last, same as last year. 
Yeah, it has been a superb season, all kicking off with that bonanza victory back what seems like a bit of a lifetime ago. But it must have been a thrill for you to be on track last night because the last six to eight months, really since the Miracle Mile, it's been no doubt difficult for you to be involved. So just to be trackside and to actually enjoy the atmosphere last night, despite it not being quite as big of a crowd, I heard that uh, everybody there was in marvel of your boy. So it must be a pretty surreal feeling at times. Yeah, look, it was great to catch up with David again last night. We hadn't seen each other. We speak on the phone regularly, but hadn't seen each other for some time due to the COVID and the border situations. But it was great to be there. We missed coming down for the Victoria Cup, which was disappointing. Um, but last night made up for that. And I mean, I think I think the horse just has grown a leg every time he goes around. And look, I've got to pay tribute to David. Um, I think I think uh, the horse has got a bit of a cult following now. And and I think it's that bit of a Cinderella story where David was known in his circle down in Victoria, but probably not nationally. Now I think he's uh, he's fairly well known nationally in the harness scene. Um, and, you know, I know he's had the good horse to do it, but he's been able to put the polish on him and bring him up every season to perform at his best. So uh, really excited to be involved with someone like David and great to see his career moving forward. Yeah, he seems to peak him perfectly for all of the big Group 1 features and earning over $600,000 this season alone and edging so close to a million dollars in prize money. It is a real fairy tale story as well. You spoke about his schedule over the next few months. The Hunter Cup is the next main aim, but I know that you're really keen for our carnival here in New South Wales to take him to the Newcastle Mile to your home track feature. So that's still the plan in place at this stage? Yeah, definitely, Britt. Um, we, we're going to miss probably miss the uh, Bendigo Cup, which comes up in about a fortnight. Um, uh, as David said, you, you can't sort of be on uh, on song for every, every every race. So what we've elected to do is probably go Shepparton because obviously that's David's home track. Probably Ballarat Cup, AG Hunter Cup, then absolutely Newcastle Mile would be fantastic to have the horse there uh, at our home track. We only live, Britt, probably 10, 15 minutes away from the Newcastle track. Uh, we're there for opening night, so it'll be really great to have Artie there that night. Um, and then hopefully, if he performs well there, we move on to the Miracle Mile. So um, that's that's our sort of goal for the next five starts. Yeah, it's going to be a busy time, but he just appears to relish the racing. And the more he races, the fitter and the better that he is. But that's certainly a testament to David's training as well. So great to hear through the week as well uh, that that Newcastle Mile is going to retain its Group 1 status and $100,000 and the Miracle Mile at a million dollars as well. There's been some whispers over the last few weeks probably, and I, I saw another article this morning touching on the fact that is there a possibility we could see Locke and Varart make his way up to North America? I know there's a lot of water to go under the bridge over the next few months, but that's an exciting concept. Have yourself and David talked seriously about that? Look, we have, and, and like you say, there's a, a lot of water to go under the bridge at this stage, but it's something that there is a couple of big races over there towards the middle middle and later later of next of this year, sorry, Um so, yeah, it's definitely on the plan. It doesn't mean it's going to happen, but it's definitely on the schedule. Um, after the Miracle Mile, we sort of, there's a bit of a lull over here for a while. So, um, you know, we're, we're seriously thinking about it. Of course, COVID would play a part there for David to go over. Um, but certainly it would be exciting to see him join, you know, the likes of Lazarus and those sorts of horses that have gone over there and, and fly the Australian flag. 
Yeah, it would be a superb uh, experience for all involved and I'm sure a very, very proud few months for Australia to see him flying the flag up there, an Australian-bred horse up in North America. That is an exciting concept to look forward to as well. We'll let you go and let you get back on the road, Kevin, but congratulations once more. Thanks for your time today and we'll see you over the next few months at the racetrack, no doubt, with Lock and Varad and plenty of the big ones. Good on you, Brittany. Pleasure to talk to you. Thanks to Kevin Gordon there this morning joining us for On The Pace and as I mentioned, very lucky and fortunate owner but uh, has always been great with his time as well around Lock and Varart because, wow, what a horse he is and he just blew his rivals away again last night. 151 and 8, 26-9, 27-1 is two final quarters and he absolutely jogged it with the earplugs still in and David Moran was able to celebrate a long, long way from home. So great news to hear that he's on track for another Miracle Mile start, which is an exciting time upcoming here in New South Wales. A quick brief over uh, a few of the other Group 1 winners from last night. Always Ready took out the opener, the four-year-old trotting boys for Anton Galino, Jack McKinnon, Yabby Dam Racing and Jason Lee. That was a good start for favourite punters. Majestical Bell, Fred Spatiri and Chris Alford caused the first upset of the night in the three-year-old trotting fillies. And then we had a real blowout with Is That a Bid in the three-year-old trotting Colts and Geldings, Michael Hughes and Rodney Petroff secured during his first Group 1 victory. So that was uh, an exciting race and emotional scenes post-race as well. Pacifico Dream was dominant in his three-year-old boys' division and Margita, she proved once more that she's right at the top of her class when it comes to the three-year-old fillies because she was dominant and she just knows how to get the job done, Margita. She had to overcome a little bit of adversity with an inside second row draw and then having to do the work outside of the leader. But for the Johnson family, she was brilliant once more. Kimball was the absolute shock of the night, taking out the two-year-old Colts and Geldings division at $99 for Matt Craven. A great story around this horse, a two-year-old by Western Terror going into this series as a whole going into the semi-final, he was a maiden. He backed up a day after the semi-final at Horsham and won his Vic Bread bonus and was able to get a win on the board. And then he comes out again eight days later and takes out the Group 1 Vic Bread Super Series final. So a great training performance and that was an exciting race across the board. Don't care. Another maiden Group 1 success for Kate Hargraves and Alex Ashwood. Big rangy chestnut. Gelding took out the two-year-old trotties, uh, the two-year-old trotting colts and Gelding's feature, defeating Bromwich and Aldebaran Zeus. But a great story there for all involved. A few first-time owners purchased from the yearling sales for not a, not an expensive price by any means, and he was able to win that Group One feature. Tough Tilly managed to turn the tables on her nemesis, Ladies in Red, and again a brilliant backstory to this filly's victory. Of course, Ben Stud Standardbreds breeding her, but the Cure EB Foundation involved, and of course named after a very tough young lady with a battle on her hands. And it was a great result and a superb drive from Kate Gath as well to get Tough Tilly home. We've touched on Lock and Varart, but he was unbelievable. And our Princess Tiffany, she was able to get a well-deserved Group 1 victory this preparation. And for her prize money stakes, that edges her so close 
to the million dollar mark as well alongside Lock and Varite. So two superb four-year-olds. Bangles for a big ownership group was successful in the two-year-old trotting Phillies division and Kiang Levana bookended the group ones for Jason Lee. He combined with his mother Marg to take out the four-year-old trotting mare's feature. So that's a wrap on Vic Bread's Super Series night. Across the board, it was fantastic racing and a really, really enjoyable evening to watch as well. Tonight in New South Wales, we've got two meetings. Newcastle get underway with eight races at 6.07 and the Carnival of Cups roll on to Leeton this evening with the Leeton Paces Cup, the feature on their card race number four at 7.59. There's also a Female Drives Invitational as well as another uh, another couple of co-features as well. So I'm really looking forward to Leeton this evening. That's on the pace for this Friday morning. Thanks for joining us for the first day of 2020. We'll be back to do it all again next week.